Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Oh, hi. If you like this show, will you leave a review for it wherever you listen to podcasts? You don't even have to write anything. Just some stars will do. It's one of the most effective ways to spread the word about us and one of the most meaningful ways to show your support for what we do. We are so grateful. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Srulo. To share your thoughts on this episode or anything really, leave us a voicemail at 833-632-5463 or DM us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. Follow us there too. It's a lot of fun on our Instagram account. And also join our Geneva. It's a lot more of this stuff and also a lot more fun. <laughs> You're really pitching, pitching the fun of this. <laughs> I would say we're fun. I would say when people describe us, when people are like, what are they like? They're like, those gals are fun. That's the Claire. Vibe. Claire, Claire, speaking of fun, yes. can I tell you about the single most outlandish dessert item, menu item, really? I think I'm willing to do classify this as a winner in sweet or savory Please. that I've seen in a long time. Please. Yes. I saw an Instagram video on the delightful account of Amy Sedaris, mm-hmm. who in, in general, the theme of Amy's Instagram is, I'll just leave this here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's just like, some of it's like kind of gross out humor. Mm-hmm. Some of it's like delightful craft projects. Some of it's cute animals. It's just like, it's really doing a great job. Yeah, This feels a little bit like all of it. Mm-hmm. So it is called a cotton candy burrito. Yep. And in the video, it depicts basically cotton candy being smushed. But it's also, it's rainbow cotton candy. Of course, why wouldn't it be <laughs> to make this uh-huh. like the most like absurd version of itself uh-huh. as if there's, an, so it's smushed cotton candy. Yeah. And then you put ice cream in it mm-hmm. and dry toppings, exclusively yeah. dry toppings. Mm-hmm. They're very clear that they do not allow wet toppings. Yeah. Even though ice cream is a wet topping. Correct. Okay. Keep going though. Okay. So then it gets rolled up mm-hmm. and sliced in half. And in and, and Amy's it's a Instagram, it's a burrito. It's, you understand. Mm-hmm. The cotton candy is a tortilla. It's obvious. Mm-hmm. But in Amy's in Amy's Instagram, it is you're not told what's happening beforehand. It, it doesn't say <laughs> cotton candy burrito right. anywhere. You just uh-huh. get to watch this like kind of monstrosity come together. I don't understand how you eat it. And I'm sure it's there's no elegant way to eat this. I do want to try it. I'm not going to try it anytime soon unless we take our Las Vegas co-working trip <laughs> together because they only have one. This place, Creamberry, only has one. It's like, con- it's it's like the, a thing Vegas. or two conference. Yeah. A thing or two. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, we could uh, get Creamberry to sponsor. I the comments on Amy's post. The first comment is, "We don't have good enough healthcare in this country to be eating like this." <laughs> Another really good one. <laughs> this is what I pull out of my vacuum after Pride. <laughs> Which it is what it looks like. It does look just look like rainbow colored debris because there's the little as you, you said, there's sprinkles, there's mini marshmallows, what appears to be like cookie crunch or just mini cookies, rainbow sprinkles and yet yeah, blue, blue ice cream. I need to tell you about this artist, Claire, named Wendy Ward Albers. Have you heard of her? I don't know. I saw this show at MoMA last year and she has these <laughs> amazing pieces that are dryer lint. Oh, um, incredible. And they, yeah, they're, they're like, great. they're like behind plexi mm-hmm. or behind glass. Yeah. And it's just like you, it's like some of them are neutrals, but then some of them have like bright colors, like stripes. They look like sediment or like rock, like, like you know, rock layers. They look but great. Yeah, this would, it's the same, like pulling, yeah. pulling the lint out of the dryer after pride. Same. I same, really same. do want to go to this place. I wonder if there are long lines. Well, Claire, the other thing to know per their Instagram bio mm-hmm. is all caps now franchising. Okay, so that is maybe actually the easiest. That feels easier or you than could going just to open Las a Vegas. franchise. Yeah, that just does open feel a easier. Okay, yeah. You've been talking about wanting more ice cream shops in the neighborhood. Oh you God. know, Creamberry, Creamberry would kill in Brooklyn. <laughs> Creamberry would kill everywhere. Yeah, I am sad to say. Yeah, it's true. Should we catch up with what's been happening on our Instagram thingies? Yes, people have such good ideas. Is part of what's happening. Yes. So one of the things that came up here, and I think has come up. It comes it, up it, every other week like clockwork, if not weekly. Every other week like clockwork. Thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Is checking out cookbooks from the library. It's a canonical thingy because one, it comes up so much, but two, because it's a truly like, it's the realization that you can do this, the reminder, and that it brings you so much joy. It's free. Maybe you knew this two years ago, mm-hmm. but you still haven't done it. And here's someone saying like, yes, it's still there for you. Yes. I mean, also yeah. because I I hate, I hate having so many cookbooks. I have so many. They take up so much room. Checking them well, out I is also, the way to go. I think there's like the allure of a cookbook. The like, mm-hmm. the like, the, the, a cookbook is more than a cookbook, right? Mm-hmm. The cookbook is going to change your life. The yeah. cookbook is going to solve what you're going to mm-hmm. have for dinner for the next at least yep. three months, certainly. Mm-hmm. So we just put a lot of pressure on cookbooks. And then sometimes you get one and it's amazing. And sometimes you get one and it's meh and it takes up a ton of space. And there are like two recipes you like in it. So this is like, you know, test drive before you buy. Love it. I did this recently without even going to the library. Wow. I got the Kindle version via Libby of the Drew Barrymore book, Rebel Homemaker, because it came up in her New York Magazine cover story. This is a cookbook Um, by Drew Barrymore? Exactly. Like deep pandemic cookbook, I would say. Okay. And it was just a great way to like browse and get the vibe and then be able to try out a recipe or two without having to commit. People have a lot to say about what they're drinking. A lot of cocktail recipes, a lot of just this thing's making me happy right now. There's like an ice cold Lillette Blanc with frozen orange slices. Sounds delicious. A Hugo Spritz with Prosecco, elderflower and soda water, which reminded me that in Provence I had basically that concoction, but with lavender syrup mm. instead of elderflower and surely like French sparkling wine because Did it France. taste soapy? No, but this is my concern too. Like I don't usually love lavender in these I don't like contests. rose flavored beverages for this reason. They taste like soap. Fair, to me. fair. Yeah. No, this was delicious so much so that I came home with a bottle of lavender syrup. Wow. Okay. I know. I know. Okay. I know. In a related thingy's recommendation, someone suggested mini bottles of champagne for making a spritz. You don't have to open a whole bottle. Smart. Very smart. Which I used to do all the time for spalliatos, but forgot. 
Yeah, you needed a reminder. Which, see, I need the reminder. Yeah. We, yeah. last summer, when we were doing a lot of Aperol spritzes, we got a case of that canned Prosecco brand Underwood. Yeah. Which is great. Just a can. It's just, just one and can. done. Yeah. Someone else pointed it out. You know, I, I have to call out this behavior. Someone else wrote homemade Arnold Palmer's. And sure enough, there was some hater in the DMs who was like, she just discovered this. And it was, oh, come on. Maybe you've had Arnold Palmer's before, but you've never made them at your house because that requires two beverages in your refrigerator. Or you haven't had a homemade Arnold Palmer since your mom made you one or you just remembered. It's just what's bringing you joy right then. That's exactly. It's not. A, it doesn't have to be your newest discovery. It's not a discovery. Speaking of discovery, I read the best quote about discovery this morning in this article. It was an uh, AIGA Ion Design article that was your quote, new favorite website. Yeah, my new favorite website. It's so good, you guys. There's no good blogs anymore. This is no. such a good blog. It's a design it. blog. It is so good. I'm so um, thrilled about this. Thank God. It quotes friendly bits. A sense of discovery is not equal to invention. I was like, wow, classic. Very good. We love a sense of discovery, but an important reminder, not the same as invention. Well, I also just <laughs> leave it to Fran to make it a burn, you know? Oh, is- well, also, the person who wrote this article just layered on, while curation is undoubtedly an art form in its own right, to borrow critic Fran Leibowitz's words, a sense of discovery is not equal to invention. <laughs> just, yeah. Uh, anyway, back to discovering or rediscovering Arnold Palmer's. Someone else this week wrote Matcha Lemonade. Which is basically oh. an Arnold Palmer, but with matcha instead. Well, matcha Arnold is Palmer, iced tea, but Japanese. I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah. why it sounds deeply heartburnish to me. I think because green tea is sort of acid refluxy for me sometimes. Really? Was this yeah. a pregnancy thing? I think so. I don't yeah, know, but that's I was interesting. Just, I didn't love the sound of it, but I could see it being quite refreshing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe matcha with yuzu lemonade. You know mm, what I mean? Just yeah. to like mm-hmm. take it one yeah. step further. Yeah to sort of piggyback on this golf content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You reminded me the other day that Malbon has a collaboration with Nike. Which um, I just had nobody to tell about this and you were my closest, <laughs> not because you play golf, but you have close relatives who play golf. And that was truly- I know I know golfers. You know, I know some golfers. golfers. <laughs> and like, it's not, you know, I have other friends who's maybe like husbands or boyfriends play golf, but I don't think they care about fashion that much. So I was like, I got to tell somebody I know lady this. golfers. Yeah. I know uh-huh. lady golfers uh-huh. is the point. This announcement also came up in a recent installment of Laura Riley's newsletter, Magazine. Mm-hmm. Magazine. How do you? How do you? How I do you? mean, the French word is magazine, which okay, means magazine. store in French. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Magazine. Yeah. This is the quote. Blame OJ, but the alleged usurpation of golf to the tennis core throne seems to have been a hollow threat. <laughs> <laughs> I think if at time something else that's like threatening the throne of checking out cookbooks from libraries are these Owala water bottles. At least two or three times a week, Claire. Yeah, it's crazy. The appeal Mm -hmm. appears to be, from what I can tell, I watched a two-minute video about them because I was like, tell me everything. Yeah. There's built-in straw and a wide mouth opening so that there are like two ways to sip. And per their like very like witty copywriting, it's like multiple choice, but the answer is always right. Mm. I have to credit my friend Tanya, who like is new to absolutely nothing. Two years after <laughs> Blurred Lines had come out, it came on at a wedding and she was like, this is a song of the summer, you guys. And we all looked at her like, what are you talking about? <laughs> she had a walla before anybody I knew. She had matching mommy daughter ones. And she was like, this is the best water bottle. And she also is she's just one of those people who's been carrying an algae basically since high school. So she's she's she knows a water bottle. She's been doing it. And it like they're cute. 
and apparently the color functional. combos are quite good. Yes, like way better than than pretty much anything else yeah. I see out there. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I wanted to update. I feel like weekly now we're talking about rain clogs. So. I just, if we're going to be on the beat, we got to own the beat. So we- no one else is talking about rain clogs. It's no. just us. So Which let's do like, it. is a rain clog a thing? We still don't know. You're making it one, you know, like it or not. Well, Claire. you're the one who's supposed to be doing the re- the market I know, research. I know. I've, I've almost bought two different, three, two to three different pairs of rain clogs in the last week. And then I have had trouble deciding which. So to be clear, know. I'm not egging you on. I would be fine with you never owning a rain clog. No, but, I'm going to own a rain clog. But let me complicate matters further for you by introducing <laughs> another option to the mix. It's called Calzuro. Somebody recommended it last week in Instagram thingies. And since then, I saw it pop up I think in the strategist referenced as like, of course, everyone knows Calzoro. It is an Italian brand. It is started as a medical clog. It was invented for medical staff. It has more of a heel, but like more so than even Dansko. I personally think it's quite ugly. I agree. I think it is very like Crocs went to Milan once. Crocs went to Naples. Oh, wow. Okay. But I also am like, give me a year of seeing stylish women who I follow on Instagram wearing these things and I will absolutely be on board. (laughs) Yeah, this is the problem. Okay. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on over there. Keep the Instagram thingies coming. They're so good. I love them. Thank you so much to Nutrafol for sponsoring today's episode. And you know what else I got to say? Thank you to Nutrafol for being such a longtime partner. We love them. Also, it turns out our audience loves them whenever we you post You all about- love them. Yeah, you all do. Yeah, whenever we post about them on social, we always hear from people who are just diehard fans, as we are, um, extremely committed Nutrafol users. Because you know what? A lot of factors in life are making our hair not as thick and full as it used to be, but Nutrafol is counteracting those. And you know that we do not sling a lot of supplements and vitamins and whatnot, but Nutrafol actually works and we both take it and we like it. We like it. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve visible thickness and strength from postpartum to menopause. And no matter your life stage, Nutrafol has four unique formulas to support women. Each is physician formulated using drug-free science-backed ingredients. So you get the most reliable results. Go to Nutrafol.com and take their hair health wellness quiz. Identify causes of your thinning hair and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair growth through their whole body health approach. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol Women's Hair Growth Supplement for six months. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code a thing or two. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code a thing or two. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code a thing or two. Thank you so much to Brookfield Properties Partner to Empower program for sponsoring today's episode. You know how much we love an elite mall. 
I mean, we love an elite luxury mall and what is more of an elite mall than Brookfield Properties? I do not know. We are so excited to partner with them to tell you about their Partner to Empower program, which is a wonderful program designed to help break down the systemic racial barriers faced by business owners of color by offering educational resources and funding opportunities to help selected applicants open or expand their brick and mortar footprint at one of Brookfield Properties' 90 plus malls across the country. At its core, Partner to Empower is about furthering equity in retail and increasing access to things every business owner deserves, the joy of entrepreneurship and the power of support. We know from having run of a kind for nearly 10 years, how important brick and mortar is and also how challenging it is to do and how exciting it is to have partners who will really help you both learn about it, think about it and provide resources for it. So applications are now being accepted through August 11th, 2023. The application process is straightforward and it is free to apply. They offer a four week retail workshop led by industry experts. It's a masterclass on all things business and brick and mortar retail covering topics such as building business plans, business banking, marketing, staffing, store operations, leadership, and more. And it's all included for all accepted applicants. You will get one-on-one business planning and guidance from Brookfield Properties Networking and community support from a cohort of fellow accepted applicants across the country and funding opportunities to kickstart the store opening process. This could be right for e-commerce businesses looking to get in front of shoppers IRL, food truck owners looking for a permanent location, small businesses with success at local markets, or pop-ups who are ready for the next step. Are you a business who could benefit from Partner to Empower? Do you know an entrepreneur who should apply? Get more information or apply by August 11th at partnertoempower.co. That is partnertoempower.co. Hi, I'm Pia Berengini, the creative director of LPA, an entrepreneur, a wife, and a dog mom based in Los Angeles. This is my new podcast, Everything is the Best, where we basically ask interesting people, how did you go from zero to yacht? I'm always curious how the hell people became successful, and I figured you would be too. Get on the internet with me. Let's laugh, let's cry, let's overshare, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. Check out new episodes every Wednesday. It's all for you, baby. Thanks for listening. Love you. Mean it. I have a number of parenting things. We always joke and about- And I have one also. Oh, you do. This is the parenting <laughs> podcast. This is the parenting podcast corner. We always joke about our friend who does not have kids and doesn't want kids and like isn't even a huge fan of kids that she should have a parenting podcast. And sometimes when we talk about parenting stuff, I feel like that, like we're that podcast. <laughs> no, I love it. Who's taking love this it. parenting advice. But I- so. Years ago, when after I had Cam, we were talking about how I this was pre-COVID even, but it was we were in an anti-vax moment because there had been a measles outbreak in Brooklyn. And when you have a baby, they don't get most of their vaccinations until they're eight weeks old. And because I also I had Cam in December, there was like flu going around and whatever. And so I was constantly in this position of having this awkward thing where people would say, when can I come meet the baby? And I would have to say, like, basically, do you have your flu shot? So what I did is I wrote down a script in my iPhone notes and I just copy pasted it as a response whenever anybody would ask, when can I come meet the baby? And the response was, I am so excited for you to meet him. Timing really depends on how you feel about flu shots. If you feel good about them, then you are basically welcome anytime. And if you hate them, then we have to wait until he's eight weeks, which is completely fine to do. Having a baby in December really amps up the whole pro-vax activism. And I've just been, it, it, it's funny because- Claire, in, that's perfect. It's so nicely done. Thank you. It was, well- Congratulations. I, thank you. And I, it's funny because in the years since, like, I don't know, like once or twice a year, someone will DM me and be like, remember that thing? Could Do you still have that thing? And I'm like, yeah, I do. Of course, it's in my notes where my entire brain lives. <laughs> do you know what my thing like this is? Huh. The language I use 
for my wedding party invitation because it was like we had already gotten married and we were just having a party. Uh, yes. So once or twice a year, mm-hmm. someone's like, I know you did this. How did you frame it? <laughs> Amazing. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh-huh. so in this same vein of being helpful, I saw yes. the best one the other day. Somebody screenshotted something that a friend had said to her. Slightly different message, but it was just short and sweet. It was, we aren't doing baby holding yet, but you can hold me which I thought was so great because people come over. They want to hold the baby. Maybe you're not there yet. It's short, funny, to the point. It's just another one for you to like keep in your back pocket, put it in your notes. You know what? Even beyond it being short and to the point, it also demonstrates that the parents need support too. Mm. And it's like not actually just about the baby and that you can show up for the parent (laughs) and it has nothing to do with the kid. Yes. I have something. It's for parents of older children. And by older, we mean like, Three, three to yeah, three, three to, to eight. Now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do this thing. Cam has started asking for things all the time, and so now when he asks for things, I just tell him I'll add that to the list of things I know you want, like toys and and stuff. Everything he asks for the most insane things. He asks like what? He loves my beauty blender, like the makeup sponge. He's oh, like, sure. can I have one of those? Totally. I'll add no, a it's like twenty dollars. You're not getting it. <laughs> I buy the off-brand ones because yeah, you pay twenty dollars for that. But no, truly, any yes, toys to go somewhere to do something. You know, I want to go to Disneyland, whatever. I'll add a list of things I know you want, or the list of things I know you want to do, and it completely satisfies him. The list does not exist. It's in your head, Claire. I if you ever ask for it, you keep it in your head. Well, I'm like, I'm not at a loss. Also, his birthday's in December. It's July. You know, I'm not going to start keeping an actual gift list for a while. So the thing I have to say <laughs> is it's truly amazing. There is rarely, and I cannot stress this enough, rarely any sort of follow-up. He has never asked to see the list. He has never asked how my progress is going on the list. <laughs> He has never asked about my end game with the list or my approach. Like, when are you going to start working your way through the list? Like, what's your plan for this? He has never been like, I didn't see you open your phone to write it down or I didn't see you get out a pen and paper. He's just like, cool. He's so bought in to the point where sometimes instead of saying, will you buy me this? He'll just say, will you add this to the list of things I want? Which I'm like, great. Skip right to where we need to be. Save me a sentence. I love, love the shade of... I'll add this to the list of things that you want because it also was like, it's a long list. It's like, oh, we'll just put that right on the bottom of the list of the things that you want. Yes. It's so good. Also, but by he's the way, not experiencing the shade of it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know the difference. He's like, yeah, put it on the list. Who cares? It's not called the list of things I'm going to buy you. It's just, no. it is literally called, it's not even just a list of things you want. I call it the list of things I know you want. <laughs> and in that way, it does feel not, dissimilar from that from what you do when you want things yeah because <laughs> you ma'am just parent yourself in this way yeah and it's actually yeah, like sometimes you gotta parent yourself because there's no one else to do it <laughs> but it's truly like strip away some sort of non-important elements of this it's actually exactly the same as what you do because you <laughs> don't really buy yourself most of those things either what no, like 10 percent probably less <laughs> No, I have a note and mm-hmm. it is called want and it is. <laughs> so just a shorter version of the list of things I know you want. 
It's just want yeah. for short. Yeah. Want. It uh-huh. just goes by want. Uh-huh. And it's categorical breakdowns. It'll yeah. be like t-shirts, sweaters, beauty products. And whenever there's something I like, I just dump it in there. Or if I have an idea where I'm like, when I'm like, I could use a this, mm-hmm. I could mm-hmm. use a rain clog. Yes. Then that will go in there generically. Yeah. And sometimes then when you're like out, you're like, oh, right, I need a this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I should see if they have a this. Right, right, right. But it may, I don't impulse buy hardly ever yeah, at this point because really I just not. like drop things into that. And then you, it's shocking when you go back and you look at the list of like two weeks later, how many of the things you're like, who cares? Same exact about. mentality with why I'm not working my way through Cam's list. Yeah. In exactly. part because it doesn't exist and in part because it's absurd. <laughs> um, and because these are just whims, fancies, they're not real things. Sometimes you just need to like, feel like you want a thing, Mm -hmm. you don't actually need to have the thing. Well, and I think with Cam, it's a step further, and I would wager this is also true of your experience. He just needs his desire to be acknowledged and logged. Like, he needs it to be seen in some way. He needs it to be recorded for the record. I think that is important to you, too, if I were to armchair psychoanalyze this practice. (laughs) I think it is important to me. I think Um, No, I, I think Cam and I are the same in this way. I imagine that at some point I am going to have to start keeping the actual list. I would say do not change your process of not even retaining the things that he wants. I think that is core to the process. (laughs) It certainly is for me. I'm interested to see how this evolves. I am hyper aware this will not work forever. I'm loving that it's working right now. And it's just so wonderful to see the satisfaction he gets and his ability to just move on with his day. Okay. It's great. As the co-host of the parenting corner of this podcast, (laughs) I would just like to say I don't think anything works forever. And the fact that you found anything that works at all for a it's moment true. in time is it's true. huge. It's absolutely true. huge. Okay, another thing. Please. This is not a thing you can copy paste, but you could try. You could, Please. You could try your own version of this. Nightly phone calls. So children, especially young children, famously cagey about their day, <laughs> refuses to tell me anything. So I got to this solution in a backwards way one night just as a joke, I pretended to call him on the phone and it evolved into this nightly routine of us calling each other to talk about what we're going to wear every to the ball every night. So Cam really loves princesses, royalty and royal balls. Basically Bridgerton. He's like a, he's like a youth Bridgerton <laughs> yes. fan. It was an unlock for me because I really, really hate playing pretend. What in parenting circles is called imaginative play. I absolutely loathe it. And what I realized- You're, You would like to imagine not having to do that. Yeah. The <laughs> one type of imaginative play I can get into is fantasizing about outfits. Love to do it. So calling each other and being like, what are you going to wear to the ball is super fun for me because I can just describe in great detail an outfit. Like at some point you run out of accessories and you're like, well, I'm going to wear purple fake eyelashes, whatever. It's a great game for us. I was telling a friend about this and she she was like, you should expand it because you could probably get some gossip out of this game, basically. I was like, okay, that's smart. So I started asking him, what do you think your friend Lucy at school? What do you think she's going to wear to the ball? What do you think Jim is going to wear to the ball? What do you think all these people in your life are going to wear to the ball? And it was super revealing. Like he had all these kids' numbers. Like that one's going to wear a Buzz Lightyear gown and that one's going to wear a pink gown with orange polka dots because those are her two favorite colors. And I was like, oh, I really am getting somewhere. Now, talking about what we're going to wear is such a small part of it. I straight up just ask him how his day is and he tells me everything because I am not his mom. I'm some bitch he talks to on the phone about what's going on and like what he's going to wear to the ball. And it's great 
Like I, he'll tell me everything. And he, in this role play, he's Glinda because that's his favorite, you know, Glinda the Good Witch. So I naturally am just Blinda. And Glinda, Glinda will tell Blinda, Blinda everything. Makes perfect fucking sense. Yeah. I'll tell you anything. You're not my mom. You're Blinda. And I, rem- it, I realized it was similar to this parenting advice I got once when he was going through a tough time. And someone was like, try role playing with him and like you might get something out of that. Like the example being sort of like if he's struggling with something at school, then let's role play school, but like let him be the teacher or like give him this opportunity to play out what's really going on. It did not work for us at all. He was like, this is weird, but this is just a different version of that. Basically, it's great. It works. Anyway, try try calling your kid on the phone and pretending to be somebody else and see what sort of secrets they spill. I love this. Yeah. Are you ready for my parenting? I my can't parenting wait. Mm-hmm. Trick. Okay. I was on the train over the weekend coming home from the East Village and there was a kid with his dad and his dad's two friends mm-hmm. and they were all taking turns playing rock, paper, scissors mm-hmm. with the kid. Mm-hmm. And the kid was so fucking jazzed to be mm-hmm. out with his dad and the two me. friends. And it was like- Sounds very fun. It had like a past bedtime vibes mm-hmm. to it too. And like the kid was just like riled up and- at certain points was just like getting really like excitable and like screaming like I won like a lot of like that on the train and it's like the kind of train where people are coming home late from jobs or like whatever and not everybody's like in the mood for it and one of the friends says to the kids hey 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 turn it down turn it down they aren't paying you to be this loud that's so and it just really felt like there was no shame in being loud it's just that no one here they don't deserve had- it they don't deserve that. They haven't paid the entry fee to get this much of you. They don't and deserve your shine. Save your shine for people a, who have paid the fee. This is like a, a feature presentation. Mm-hmm. They, they haven't earned that yet. So yeah. we got to just give them like a taste. No, it's like the opposite of like, that's not what these people bargained for. Like these people didn't sign up for your bullshit. But exactly. said, and it's so it's like good. the most positive spin <laughs> yes. on that. It's It was so good. Oh, it's yeah. really good. I am going to try it. It's really, really yeah. good. Thank you so much to Fast Growing Trees for sponsoring today's episode. There have been times, a few times recently, where I've been like out and about going to the beach or whatever and been in the car and we'll drive by a nursery and Thomas and I'll be like, oh, we should go look. We should see if they have like a tree for this planter on our roof or like whatever, whatever. And we'll go and be so disappointed in the selection. Mm -hmm. It's like real slim pickings. It's like the Mm -hmm. same five plants everywhere. And Mm -hmm. I want variety. Like I want my bloomerang lilac. I want want my like Chicago hardy fig. Um, I -hmm. want the things that fast growing tree has that are like a little bit more specialized and unique and cool. Well, listen, fastgrowingtrees.com has thousands of easy to grow plants, shrub and tree varieties expertly curated for your unique climate and needs. From Meyer lemons to evergreens to shade trees and everything in between. No more waiting in long lines and hauling heavy plants around. With fastgrowingtrees.com, you order online and your plants arrive at your door in just a few days. No green thumb? No problem. Fast Growing Trees plant experts are just a Zoom chat or phone call away. Always available and eager to help. They can even walk you through your entire garden to help solve problems you're having with plants and trees. Plus, Fast Growing Trees plants experts have specialized degrees and training to help troubleshoot from root to leaf. It's like telehealth for your plants. And with Fast Growing Trees 30-Day Alive and Thrive Guarantee, you know everything will look great fresh out of the box. Join almost 2 million happy Fast Growing Trees customers. Go to fastgrowingtrees.com slash a thing or two now to get 15% off your entire order. 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash a thing or two. 
Thank you so much to Weston for sponsoring today's episode. Um, Erica, as we were prepping to record this ad, you told me something that blew my mind, which is that Weston's beds, their heavenly beds are such a thing that people buy them. I had no idea about this. I'm shocked you didn't know because I had no idea. Such a thing. So since its introduction in 1999, it's just been like, it's like Weston was really at the forefront of your sleep should be a priority. And we are like, we're, we're making sure that when you come here, you are sleeping well, you are feeling great, you are being restored. And people became so obsessed with the heavenly bed that they started selling like the mattress, the box spring, the down blanket, the sheets, the shams, the whole thing. It's like part of that whole, you know, the whole like hotel bed in your house thing yeah that is like the heavenly bed was like a huge factor in that you could buy this at pottery barn even like it's like become a thing outside the western brand okay western so check into a western recharge your body and mind with restorative sleep in the renowned heavenly bed they're also super into a number of other wellness tent poles let's call them you can work out how you want with a variety of fitness options to keep your wellness routine on track while you're away you can busy in their Weston workout fitness studios. They have state-of-the-art equipment. You can go on a group run led by Weston's run concierge. You can do your own thing in your guest room with workout and recovery gear available on demand through Weston's gear lending program. Okay. I'm super into that. Like I'm thinking hand weights and yoga mats, yes, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. Yeah. That you yeah. didn't have to pack. You can also eat well with Weston's eat well menu, which is designed with foods that make sure you meet your nutritional needs. Their chefs have crafted dishes with your well-being in mind. So you choose what's right for you based on desired portion size, nutritional balance, and ingredients. They make it easier for you to continue nourishing your health, no matter the destination. They have over 300 destinations around the world, and they make it possible for you to keep up with your wellness routine while traveling with signature offerings that help you move, eat, and sleep well. And they make travel an opportunity to enhance your well-being. At Weston Hotels, there are amenities and offerings aimed to help you move well, eat well, and sleep well, so you can keep your well-being close while away. Find wellness on your next day at Weston. Thank you so much to Pillsbury for sponsoring today's episode. Pillsbury Crescent Rolls were such an integral part of my youth. Like I have no idea. Really? Like I grew up in like that household where you like cracked open that can and you Mm -hmm. like, because it's also a good task for kids to do where you, they Mm. like feel like they're helping to make dinner when really Mm -hmm. it's just like taking that triangle of dough and rolling it up and being like, you made it, you're magical, like good for you. And we would, I feel like it was especially like a summertime thing when we were like cooking out, my dad would make mustard chicken and then either green beans on the stove um, or cabbage. And then the crescent roll was like the only thing that was going in the oven, Um, like deep, deep childhood nostalgia. I had no idea. Well, you know, I'm now committed to making this part of Cam's childhood nostalgia because they have introduced me to the fact that it is the perfect vehicle for basically any other ingredient. You can put whatever you want inside that crescent roll. You can do a pepperoni pizza crescent roll. You can do a chicken crescent roll. You can do a ham and cheese crescent roll. And so this is my new Trojan horse to get Cam to try different ingredients. So And maybe conceal them completely, honestly. <laughs> honestly, unless I get him involved in the making and baking, which, you know, you're making me, you're making a case for it. Um, they have weeknight recipes as easy as fill roll bake. You just roll up your favorite ingredients in a crescent roll. It's quick. It's easy. You can find Pillsbury in the dairy aisle. You can do dinner prep in 30 minutes or less. You can please your picky eater. Find more weeknight dinner recipes at pillsbury.com. Something else equally charming that we saw on Instagram recently. Ah, uh, here's the good news content that we really need right now. 
place of podcast interest, Brentwood Country Mart, place dear to our heart. Through a legit, like super legit retirement party for Ninja Dave, their UPS delivery guy of 36 years. Brentwood Country Mart has these courtyards and they will do, you know, they'll have book readings and like proper events there. And this was put on- And retirement parties for Ninja Dave. (laughs) I was so charmed. I was so deeply charmed by it. Brentwood Country Mart doing it is such a hyper-specific thing because that place, and like I unironically love Brentwood Country Mart, but it is a very high-end shopping mall masquerading as a country bumpkin neighborhood village <laughs> general store. Like it, or as like the town center. Yeah, in, town square. In the yeah. town square. But Ben Affleck eats tacos there. Yeah. yeah. And like, it's it's absurd and and vaguely problematic in certain ways in that it is it, it is masquerading in that way. But it nails this masquerade. And that is why Brentwood Country Mart works. Part of that masquerade is being like, let's get the whole town together in our town square for a retirement celebration for our delivery man. And it is straight out of like Homer Price. But, yes, yes, yes. But yes. it's Farm Shop and Jenny Kane and Christian Lebutin. Like it's absurd, <laughs> but does Homer Price. And there But are- the thing is, mm-hmm. but the thing is about being someone who delivers packages for FedEx or UPS or USPS or yes. whoever, right? Is that like your coworkers are the businesses or the homes that you deliver to <laughs> yes. more or less. Like those no, are the true. people you see every day. Well, so it makes perfect sense that the manager at Jenny Kane mm-hmm. would be present for the retirement party of and, this man. And like giving it, you a toast. Of course, and exactly. They did it in the Brentwood Country Mart way. Like it felt like a high-end baby shower. There were fancy cookies with his name on them, but in the Brentwood Country Mart script. Like they'd gotten their graphic designer involved. Beyond it being so specific to BCM, it is, I think, a testament to a very special type of relationship, which is your relationship with your delivery people, which I think we all came to appreciate during the pandemic in a way that we had oh, maybe yeah. forgotten to. But it is it is the best. Like and And UPS consistently has the best. And I feel like we have to say... By the time this episode airs, they may well They're be striking. Obviously, it should go without saying that we support the UPS workers and laborers, and we hope that they get what they're yeah. asking for. And because also, by the way, like uh, of the delivery services, UPS consistently the best and truly. We have worked with all of them. We have worked with all of them in our day. UPS consistently the best. As a small business, they're also the best. Also, just as a personal, you know, receiver of packages, Ian, my UPS guy, so nice. So just uh, personal. Love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. This also reminded me of one of the most charming pieces of content that ever came out of Man Repeller, which was a style profile of their postal guy, this guy, Aubrey Dowridge. He would tailor his USPS uniform to be incredibly stylish. And he had this very wonderful outlook on it where he was like, I actually don't mind that I have to wear a uniform. And of all of the delivery service uniforms, you... SPS has the best one. It For just sure. doesn't fit great. And so I yeah. try to do things like, you know, tighten up and hem and do all this stuff. And then he just gets very interesting sort of thinking about like tucking his tie in and buttoning the shirt a certain way. And he's like, it's an interesting challenge to basically work within the confines of how we have to wear these uniforms and what we have to wear. And it did feel like, again, a sort of perfect display of the unique and wonderful relationship so many of us have with our Mail, mail and package delivery people. I love it. Absolutely love it. You wanted to talk about corn. 
I did. You posited that corn was having a moment, which I had to stop and think about something as ubiquitous as corn having a moment. And then I decided that I think you're not entirely wrong. If corn could have a moment, this would be corn's moment. I think you're right. I think a lot of produce is having a moment right now. I think tomatoes <laughs> are having a moment. I think. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yes. But I tomatoes just saw are Vogue. always every summer. Our tomatoes moment. Of course. <laughs> of course. But tomatoes in design are having a oh, moment. Oh, okay. 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 And Vogue just did a roundup of like tomatoes on the runway through the years. And there right. are a lot of really well, strong examples. Tomato candles. Uh, both. Thank you. Candles that look like tomatoes look like tomatoes. And, tomato and candles that smell like tomatoes. Sometimes the same. At, both at once. I might say that the thing that started corn's moment mm. is that corn stool. Oh, you know yeah, 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 yeah. With like the bite taken out yeah. of it, the corn cob stool. But since then, since that was like a couple summers ago, maybe, mm-hmm. I feel like there's been more and more stuff happening. Yeah. There's shucked on Broadway, which feels like the real like. What is? Did you do the, any research into what shucked is? It's funny Here's because I was read, I got off the I, subway this morning and immediately saw a billboard for it and was like, I guess she's not wrong. I guess corn's having <laughs> <laughs> All I know is people say it's delightful, so fun, like exactly what a Broadway show should be. These are the reviews the of it. Line. A corn-fed, cornbread American musical from the hottest names on Broadway and Nashville. See the hilarious new musical about the battle for the heart and soil of a small town. The other cultural memento of corn having its moment. Do you know about the TikTok song, The Corn Kid? I do not, Claire. It definitely, well, it actually, I think, started on YouTube where somebody was interviewing a kid at a corn festival. I guess you won't be able to hear it if I play it on YouTube because I have my headphones in, but it's a little kid going, for me, I really like corn. And then somebody turned it into a song that it, it's reminiscent of the the Kimmy Schmidt song, the uh, theme uh-huh, song uh-huh, where like somebody uh-huh. takes a clip uh-huh. of an interview and turn, auto-tunes it. And it's just like, corn, corn. And then it just became a whole TikTok thing. So that that is what I think of also as corn's moment in the sun. No pun intended. Claire, corn mm-hmm. is having a moment. CVs, another mention of CVs on this episode. <laughs> yes. Does shoes with corn leather? Mm. This guy, Fernando Lapos, does this like wood veneer material that's really amazing looking mm-hmm. using Mexican heirloom corn mm-hmm. and like cobs. It's like, I don't know. There's a lot to do with corn. Yeah. But what like part of what made me feel like, okay, I feel like corn is like really coming into it this summer is its prevalence in desserts. Okay. I am always here for this. I love a corn dessert. I will always order it. Same. Claire, same. So corn and ice cream, like corn ice cream, having a huge summer. When I was growing up, there was an ice cream shop in Peoria, Illinois called Spotted Cow. Mm -hmm. And this man introduced corn ice cream in like 1989, 1990, like something. And it was like a gimmick. It was like he was trying to get on the Letterman show or something with it. And it didn't work. But I just all I'm like so proud of him for being so early to this. Good for him. Because back then it was like such a gap. Oh, totally. It's like blue cheese ice cream or something. Yeah. Right. Now here we are. Where we are with corn desserts now feels a little bit like where we were with orange wine like five years ago, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Like we yeah, might yeah, be getting yeah. more and more of it. It might become more common. We could, it could stop being such a rarity, you know? It could stop being such a rarity. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Before we go, I Please. have to tell you about this show I saw this week. And by the time this episode airs, there will still be a couple weeks of it left on Broadway. It's so hurry. Hurry. It is called Just For Us. It's by, it is a one-man show slash sort of a stand-up routine by this comedian, Alex Edelman. 
I had seen it bopping around my social feeds a little bit. I had like a vague awareness of it. I did not feel any sense of like, oh, I must go see this until someone made this pitch on Instagram. And I wish I could remember who, because I wish I could remember exactly how they said it because they pitched it really well. But I was like, oh, I have to buy tickets. I have to see it before I leave town. Basically what the pitch was, the the essence of it was that it distills what it means to identify as Jewish, even if you have a complicated or ambiguous or even like distant relationship with your Judaism. And I was like, oh, that is me. I didn't even really realize that this was a question I was asking or grappling with until uh-huh. I saw this pitch. And I was like, <gasps> oh, like, yes, I am looking for an answer to that question that I didn't know I had. Maybe me too. Well, I, so that, I, but I, yeah, yeah, I told you, you the next me day. Hard as a result. Well, I was yeah. ve- like, I was just very much direct. Like, I think yeah. you need to see this show. Yeah. And you and I come from slightly different places, but like kind of end end in a similar place with our Judaism, <laughs> yeah. which is just it. I'll just say for me, like I'm deeply ethnically and culturally Jewish. I am not religiously Jewish at all. I've had various sort of like relation, you know, feelings about my Judaism over the years. And certainly it's related a lot to where I've lived. And like I grew up in a place where I didn't know very many Jewish people. And I think the reason it has come up more now and why I've taken more of an interest in it is twofold. One, being a parent and answering Cam's questions about what it means to be Jewish and also figuring out what role I want for that to have in his life, in large part because he's only half Jewish and the non-Jewish traditions in his life are very present. And so I have this like reactive thing where I'm like, well, I want to make sure then also you're getting the Jewish stuff, right? And then also because there are these fresh waves of anti-Semitism. I think what you said about Cam is really interesting because I think my personal relationship with Judaism is that I grew up, my mom's Jewish, Mm -hmm. my dad is Catholic, neither of them are religious, Mm -hmm. but I grew up sort of culturally Jewish or educated Mm -hmm. as Jewish in a place where it was me and maybe one other person at school. And so it was like in a place that was like very Christian. Yeah. It's always something that had been sort of core to my life because it was one of the rare things that was othering Mm -hmm. about me when I was young. And I had this experience recently of talking to a friend from like grade school, middle school who I hadn't seen you know, in like 15 years or whatever, 10 years, who was talking about like how how grateful she was that we that like coming over to my house for Hanukkah and that mm-hmm. I would have like Hanukkah parties in high school mm-hmm. or whatever and like do a thing because she was like, it would have been super, po- it would have been totally possible for me to have grown up and like not known a Jewish person. And that's mm-hmm. like fucking crazy. And I do yeah, think in I, the way in the way Cam will get more of it because of yes, he's half, you did too. And like, when we were in college, you during our first year of friendship were like, come over, we're going to celebrate Seder. And we did this like revised Seder basically. And you <laughs> yeah. walked me through it. And I didn't know shit about Seder because that has always been my gag kind of like I'm yeah. super Jewish, but I couldn't tell you a thing about when the holidays are or what they mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah and like yeah, I yeah, am yeah. like, right. Like both my parents are Jewish and like culturally and just sort of like, and aesthetically, like we look Jewish, we act Jewish we in so many ways, but I, it was always very important to my parents on some level to separate that from the religion because they're not religious. Yeah. And so yeah. that, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I've like leaned really hard into that, which leaves me in a weird place when it comes to like, what is my relationship to Judaism, right? Yeah. And I have to say like this show helped me process that so much and really delivered on that promise in a way that I could not have anticipated it. And I, we were talking about this with our friend Kara afterwards who had also seen it. And she said, it's like going on birthright in Midtown. <laughs> which was a perfect, perfect summation. So the premise <laughs> is that this guy, Alex Edelman, who was raised modern Orthodox in Boston, she went to a yeshiva, right? And 
So he's on the receiving end of some anti-Semitism in response to some comedy that he does. And this ultimately leads him to attend a meeting of white nationalists. And it's not even like that he goes undercover. He just shows up at this thing. And in telling the story, he gets into all sorts of stories about his life as a Jew that have this universal relatability, but also like highly specific appeal to Jewish Americans that I... I found deeply cathartic. This is what worked about it for me. So he talks so much about what it means to be Jewish and he almost never once describes it in terms of religion. And it's not that he at any point draws a distinction between like Judaism as a religion and a culture and an ethnicity, which I often do. He doesn't ever speak to that. And I think that that was actually what was so helpful for me about it. He didn't yeah. say, he didn't say anything that made me like feel like, oh. He wasn't trying to like slice and dice this. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, if I've, I've always leaned on this distinction to understand my relationship to Judaism, he was just like, without saying this You don't directly. get to do that. Well, yeah. He was just like, you're Jewish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can I just do a quick pitch for a romance that I read yes. that is coming out yes. soon called A Shot in the Dark by Victoria Lee? The main character was raised very religiously Jewish and is now sort of as an adult trying to grapple with religion mm -hmm. because of sort of a bunch of things that happened in her life, including addiction and sort of things that pulled her out of the community. It's like a very like interesting and complicated romance and it's doing a lot, a lot of things. But one of the things it is doing is educating about Judaism. Yeah. Which is delightful. Yeah. And like this is this is one of the things I think you and I talk about with romance a lot of just like, oh, mm -hmm. these books do a lot of work. They um, really and there's do. like a lot of teaching yes. happening. And yes, in this way that like there aren't that many cultural products that are doing it. It's really true. Anyway, I really urge people to see the show. I think also like I just can't imagine it won't end up as a Netflix or HBO special or something because it feels like that and it's getting a lot of attention. Anyway, that's my pitch. Oh my gosh, that's the show. That's the show. This has been a production of Dear Media, and we are so grateful to the talented team over there for helping us make this podcast happen, especially to our wonderful producer, Ali Slice. You can follow us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. And if you have ideas for our show or want to advertise, email podcast at a thing or two HQ.com. Find show notes and sign up for our newsletter at a thing or two HQ.com too. If you love the show, consider supporting it by signing up for a secret menu also at a thing or two HQ.com. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.